Hey! <laughs> we just stare, stared at each other for a good minute and then didn't say anything. <laughs> Waiting for the other person to start the show. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it either. Well, we're doing it anyway. We're doing, we're doing it, it together. Together. We'll get through this together. Good episode. Great episode. Yeah. One of the all time. Yeah, this week we're talking about Watchmen Season 1, Episode 5, Little Fear of Lightning. I'm Eli. I'm, I'm Lucas. And uh, this is Fail Sun Film School. Represent. Finals are coming up. What are you uh, What are you studying? Uh, I'm studying squidology and studies. transdimensional studies. I'm studying uh, jurisprudence and uh, appropriations, apparently. <laughs> so I call some bullshit out on this... Uh, this appropriations committee bullshit i don't think you'd be able to be privy to that information if you were in the appropriations committee because it's some bullshit right there i don't even know what the appropriations committee does so let me backtrack myself here and say that i didn't pay attention very very much in school so i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a a, a short limb and say i think it's a money a money, a money? oh thing. so and how do they spend the money? Why would they have it? Everything goes back to the money. Everything, you know what I mean? Like, follow the money. Yeah, follow the money. I learned so, that at least. Yeah, we learned that in AP Gov. Follow Re- the money. Remember when, like, the first day of AP Gov, she said, this is going to be on the AP test? I forget what it was because I didn't remember. And, like, <laughs> I had it in my notes, like, going to be on the AP test. And I got that question wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we, like, we, like, everyone was, like, talking about it afterwards. We were like, oh, yeah, like, that question about this and this. And I was like, oh, that isn't what that is. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? No, I, you don't dude, remember I can't remember. Right. It's like seven years ago. Well, Not even. More than seven years ago at this point. No, it is seven years ago. This episode Whoa. did give us some vindication. I mean, Whoa. I think we both were, 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 I think we both saw Joe Keen being a 7th Cavalry cop. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I didn't think it in the way that it was thought to be. Like, I thought that he was going to be just like, oh, I'm just doing it from yeah. over here instead of actually wearing a mask. I, I think that's kind of lame, but Okay. But it's he is still kind of like the way he explains it is he and Judd kind of joined so that like another white knight wouldn't happen and it's unclear the degree to which they actually believe like the white supremacist aspect of it or right. if they're just there to kind of police the thing while yeah. pretending to be in so that remains kind of hazy to me. I th- I th- see it's weird because we know Judd must have been racist or at least connected with like the KKK beforehand just due to his his grandpa um or his dad or however right and like he was apparently attacked on the white knight right so like i th- i thought that maybe he would have something more to do with it than i don't know because like it's it sound like a, it sound like he was one of the people who attacked people them on the on the white knight based on like what we've been shown I mean, I think that was, like, a theory that we had, but I don't think there's anything definitive about that. It sounds like yeah. they, they joined after the White Knight, but, of course, like, Joe Keen might not know everything. That's true. So there's, A lot of people don't know a lot of stuff in the show. A lot of people don't know, including us. I don't know. A lot of stuff. So what's, uh, let's, look, can we start backtrack to the beginning here? Let's do it. About how great that beginning was? Hoboken, 1985. I was like... Who are we f- seeing here? And I thought it was Petey at first, <laughs> but then I realized it's probably like he, Petey's probably like too young for that. And then I was, and then like as I realized like more, it's like oh, they are from like the South, so it's it's definitely um, what is his name? Wade Tillman. Wade Tillman. Okay, it's definitely Tim Blake Nelson. And we guy. talked last week about how this was probably going to be a Looking Glass yeah. episode. We called that pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> 
I like that it makes sense as, as now, like, why he's so obsessed with it is because, like, he was literally there when the squid monster attacked. Shout out to Zack Snyder for being a fucking idiot and, and being like, no one would get the squid monster. We can't do the squid monster. And then, like, years later, we just do the squid monster. Yeah, this is, this is squid cannon. I am so happy that we've got big squid he was looking real mean big squid energy big squid energy looking real um real real dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah he looked bad like i don't mean the well, cgi the thing. was bad like, i mean that squid looked like an unhappy dude that's the part that's the thing is that it had to, it has to immediately die when, when it gets there yeah like that's the that was the whole process of of doing it that was what the plan was um, so that rules. I'm super glad that it makes sense that for Wade's character, it's like, okay, yeah, like he's, de- like, he's a weirdo because he's, like, fucked up from, like, this traumatic event that happened to him and, like, the psych- the psychosis that the squid caused. Because everyone forgets that it's a psychic squid. Yes. Everyone does not remember that, like, he, Adrian hired some weird mysticism psychic bullshit, which, like, apparently is real. Yeah, I think he took, like, a psychic's brain and, right. and cloned it for the squid or something. Yeah. Which is definitely an aspect of the of the original story that I definitely like underplayed mentally. You know what I mean? It's like it's the giant squid thing. It's like, yeah, it, like it literally does kill three million people, but then we don't. But actually, through the psychic blast, yeah, but we don't really understand the ramifications of people who like survive it, yes. and that's really cool. I really like getting into that, and that's this episode. I've seen multiple people say, and I felt this immediately. It's a very leftover Z episode. If if you watched this and liked it. I highly recommend you watch The Leftovers. Season one is is pretty... It's a great season, but it's, like, very bleak. But seasons two and three get a little more of a, a mix of tones, and this felt like a season two or three episode of The Leftovers to me, because that show and this, in a lot of ways, are about people trying to deal with an unexplicable tragedy and mm-hmm. rationalize it and move past their own trauma and figure out their place in the universe. And if that kind of thing, like, gets to you, like, The Leftovers is the show for you. Do you think that this um, this episode kind of compared the Squid Monster attack to 9-11? I was seeing some people talk about that. I think that, obviously, the original comic was written before 9-11. Right. So, the Squid attack in and of itself is not supposed to be a 9-11 parallel, simply because yeah. it happened first. But making a show today and showing the imagery that this episode showed, it's hard not to see that parallel. I, I see you there. Because I think, like, I think the, I saw something where it was, like, comparing the hysteria towards 9-11 about it being like a conspiracy theory and then being it vindicated by the show as it shows you this this man who's like was traumatized by this and like now revealed to him that it actually was all a, a, a conspiracy um like how can you like emotionally like grip with that and like what would that say if like to someone who did survive or what or like was like there on 9-11 and and has like a traumatic experience with it if like you did expose it to them as like a hoax or an inside job kind of thing and i think i agree with you mainly to my response to that it's just like well this one was like it was like in the canon this this traumatic event was a staged planned like incident that had a disastrous ramification that led to the ultimate goal of this quote-unquote world peace right like Adrian's plan works out in the end. 
uh, for the short term, it looks like. Um, and we're just living in this world that sees the effects of it. But I don't, I agree with you there. I don't think that intentionally it was in trying to evoke it. It was just saying, like, what if you take this person who's believed, who was there on this traumatic experience, like, believes in it so much because it's dictated the rest of his life since then? And then tell him that, like, it was all masterminded by one person, that it wasn't. There's nothing, like, really going on. Well, there's something going on, but it's not what he thinks. It's like his whole worldview is just defeated. You know what I mean? I do think there is definitely a danger to kind of trying to take that kind of conspiracy theory and, like, validate it. But I think there's also a level to this show where it seems like the 7th Cavalry members we're seeing right now are not purely driven by white supremacy to the point where it seems like a number of people in the group aren't even interested in that, like, at all. Like, they set up shop in this abandoned, like, mall or something, Mm -hmm. or department store, and they built a church in it because they want to look like they're people who are out in the country and are gathering at a church, and they're using the Rorschach masks at least partially to lure people like Wade in to like coming to find them, to arrest them or whatever. And then actually trying to radicalize them. It seems like this episode, we meet Renee played by Paula Malcolmson, who was on Deadwood. Oh, uh, so she's an HBO vet. Um, HBO often hires people who have been on other HBO shows. Um, they usually hire really good actors. Quick so pause. Good. Can we just talk about the, the, the big, the big elephant in the room real quick? What? At the very beginning of the episode with my boy cameoing. Shout out to Michael Imperioli. (laughs) (laughs) Another another HBO fan. Literally jumped out of my chair. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, that's my goddamn Christopher on the show. I was so happy. Yeah, that was really funny. As a big Sopranos like head, I was just I was peeing my pants. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good get for that. I like the idea, too, that it's like nobody wants to live in New York, so they're trying to get people to move there or start living there. Fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, we, we meet Renee, who is a radiologist and is trying to lure Wade in. Joe Keen is involved. And these people might easily be white supremacists. Like, they might easily be, like, 7th Cavalry in the way we think they are. But I also think there's a possibility that, like... Uh, you know, as Will said in an earlier episode, there is a vast and insidious conspiracy in Tulsa. Yeah. And we already know people are infiltrating the 7th Cavalry like Joe Keen and Judd. They might still, like, be racist. We don't really know yet. But they're at least infiltrating it to be, like, not purely a 7th Cavalry member. I think that maybe it started off as one thing and then it got co-opted to be used as cover for a different thing. Yeah. And they need to keep doing the racist stuff to be, like, and, like, anti-police stuff to, um to keep the the cover up but they i think whoever is behind it and i think it has something to do with lady true because we saw when they he was investigating the the lettuce truck he saw like a box and it had lady true's like logo on on it so it definitely has something to do with her whether she's like supplying them or directly involved with like running the operation but also what's her name's a radiologist which is like a pretty like i don't i don't know i never i never i don't know what radiology school entails but i feel like the people that they have, um, that they're trying to like round up in the trailer park, are definitely not radiologists, right? right like right. it's definitely people that like there might be some who are started as as a racist thing, but now that it's been co opted, then it like evolved into something different. 
Yeah, it's like the, maybe they're using the Rorschach mask cover, like the Seventh Cavalry cover, to kind of put the the blame and attention on other people. Yeah, they, exactly. Like, they're, they're messing with portals. Like they've got they've got. Oh, we're talking about portals. We're talking about portals, and and they're they're throwing basketballs through them and, and scaring the shit out of Wade. Mm. And they say they're gonna, you know, Joe says they're not gonna drop another squid. They're gonna do something new. Mm. So they've got something bigger planned. Maybe that's what's happening in three days. I don't know. Maybe they open up a portal to somewhere else and and drop something. But yeah, um, like the car. The I don't know if it's the. car. I don't think I they think did that, the car. I'm just saying, like there's a, there's a lot of visual. They open up the portal and then that thing crashes down. Like it it generates that thing to be to spawn down there. What what thing? So remember the last episode where the the giant meteor fell on the um the farmhouse oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they open up the portal and that portal like gets the meteor to fall out it could be that yeah i don't know I, there's there's like so many possibilities that i i don't i don't i i have no idea we still don't know what what that thing is um a lot of questions there's a lot of questions floating around but the beginning is uh the, the opening scene is is definitely really special the the uh, there's obviously a lot of visual similarities to the original graphic novel like right there's a bloody clock that they mm-hmm. show like all these bodies splayed out on the ground like that's like a direct image from the comic obviously like the end of that sequence we see the squid in new york which is like they're recreating that comic from a, that panel from a different perspective yeah yeah there's there's a lot of really good stuff and it's like it's this great little compact origin story like he's in the house of mirrors and that's both why he didn't get like killed by the psychic blast and like why mirrors are his thing because mirrors protect you, which is why Reflectatine mm-hmm. is this thing that he wears all the time. And, yeah. you know, the, this EDS service pedals as, as, you know, whether or not, it, who knows whether or not it works. Oh, my but... God. The little detail where he's, like, like, he runs the drill for himself um, after he's watching, like, the the, the sex scene from yeah. that. And he seems, like, kind of interested in it. So, like, yeah. um, maybe, I think more, he it's, he's not really, he's not in, like, the into the gay stuff or whatever. It's more about, like, what the characters are saying in it. Because he's, like, saying that, like, oh, like, I bet you look, like, beautiful, but, like, behind the mask there. So maybe, like, he's thinking that, like, oh, if I, like, because he's wearing his mask inside. So it's a lot of thing about, like, maybe you need to, like, take off your mask because, like, your whole existence is not, like, kind of like a sham. Especially because, like, they also always wear their masks inside in, like, the police area, too. They're just, like, that's their, their protocols that they always have to wear it. But, like, everyone knows who everyone is, so why are they wearing it in there? Like, it doesn't, it's, it seems unnecessary. It's to protect themselves. But he's running those drills. And, like, he's running these drills, and they, he calls the guy on the phone because the drill thing breaks. Like, it, like, won't shut up. <laughs> and he, like, smashes it, and he's like, yeah, well, I've, like, ran the system, like, a, a million times. He's like, you're running it every day? <laughs> like, you know, you're supposed to run it, like, once every six weeks. <laughs> like, actual nut job level stuff pretty cool like it if he's supposed to be like the the rorschach i like how they inverted it where like rorschach's kind of like he believes like the end is like is coming or whatever but he's very like and he's also kind of like black and white like um um looking glasses but his damage is it was a lot of about like this sexual frustration because like his mom abused him and like he saw like his mom like as a prostitute so he's just like mentally disturbed because of like the images of what happened to him like from an outside sort like from that source where nothing really like in like in um looking glass's life can compare to like this psychic squid like coming down and just like ruining his whole concept because he was like he was he was fine at the beginning he was he's handing out papers because he was a missionary well he's a missionary but like he but 
at least when like he's he's handing this out, he's accepting of the fate of the of what's to come because he be- he had a purpose and a belief that yeah that he was gonna be like redeemed in in heaven or whatever he had then, a world view he that, had like, a world view sense to him. right and yeah. then he sees he sees this catastrophe happen and it's just completely like f- destroyed distraught by it and it, it scarred him for the rest of his life and I mean why it, it would scar anyone for the rest of yeah. their life but it, it informs his worldview like a lot yeah it kind of shattered his his whole ability mm-hmm. to like deal with the world. I think there's definitely a reason that like the Rorschach successor character in this show, Rorschach's mask is like black and white, like him. Right. And looking glasses is silver. It's gray. Yeah. It's a mix and he can't sort it out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And speaking of his sexuality, we do see he has a girlfriend, Cynthia, an ex, it's, I mean, an ex-girlfriend, ex-wife. sorry, an ex, oh yeah, it was ex-wife or ex- Yeah, ex-wife. Yeah, so, yeah, so he might be bi or something. Who knows? <laughs> Who works but... at the pet cloning yeah, facility? I, w- I wanted to get to that. Oh it's, my god! Uh, Forever pet. Where awesome they make clones of pets and maybe people because it looks like everyone who works there is either like a twin or a clone. They don't have cell phones, but they have cloned pets that they then incinerate when they're not. I right. I was like, oh my god, they're putting the puppy in the incinerator. <laughs> so dope. Yeah, that was yeah. Which makes me worry about what Lady True would have done with that baby if the couple hadn't taken it last episode. She joked about destroying it, and then was like, no, I was just kidding. But it's like, was she kidding? I, I think she was not kidding. <laughs> I think she was not kidding. But she gets the, um, she tells her what the pills are. Yeah, and it's, they're, it's Nostalgia, which is interestingly the same name as the perfume. Right, the Vite perfume the that they, I guess they're co-opting to be in the, um, in this one as well, but as these memory pills... So they let you, like, recreate your own memories, and if, like, you abuse them, you, like, get all fucked up or whatever. I don't know if they recreate your own memories. I think they contain other memories. But you're supposed... They're only supposed to be prescribed to you, right? And you're supposed to take- we don't, I don't think we have enough information to, to I know. don't know either. But, like, it I seemed think- to me, like... Like, it has to be other memories, because... Last episode, we saw Lady True, like, basically giving her daughter the memory of some trauma related to Vietnam. You know what I mean? Which is probably her mom, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's either Lady True or maybe Lady True's mom. I think it's Lady True's mom, and she's giving the memories of the of her mom to her daughter, which is a clone of her mom. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That, I really like that. And then, she, and then she says that that's exactly what Will is doing to Angela. So I think the pills are going to contain, like, Will's memories... Oh, oh, and like for we're sure, to get like a little flashback think, episode via Angela. I don't a think really he was lying. Trip. I think he was. I think he was like, it's definitely him. His memories. Yeah. He just was like, yo, those are my memory pills. <laughs> they help me remember things. It's like clearly, but like they actually are that. So I, I think that's a good catch. I think that's. I think that next episode is going to be like a very trippy journey through Will's past via, I feel via that. Angela, and uh, which, which kind of brings me to. So this episode was obviously like the wade tillman episode Uh last week definitely circled around lady true as like the focal point but i wouldn't call it the lady true episode it was still more like an angela looking glass like an angela is right she was the pov for like Mm -hmm. at least half of it yeah Yeah. whereas this is like all all wade all the time Mm mm-hmm um, which I think is a really successful strategy for uh, that Damon Lindelof has employed in Lost and The Leftovers. He he usually does character centric episodes. Obviously, Lost like every episode yes. focuses on a character because of the flashback structure. Right. The Leftovers, some episodes are focused on a character, some are more ensemble-y. Um and this is like a similar thing where there's a mix. Mm-hmm. 
but it's uh, it, it works really well because it, it basically forces you to tell a standalone story because this character has to change over the course of the hour. And, and you're forced, oh, and boy, does he change. And boy, does he change. You're, for, you're really forced to tell a good story when you focus on a single character like mm-hmm. that. Here's what's super interesting, too. Lori knows that it's a hoax. She yeah. was there and, like, confronted them. So Lori knows that it's a hoax and is, like, making fun of this man because she knows that it's a hoax. But I guess that kind of also reinforces her character because what else could she do in that situation besides she is, first of all, she's the comedian's daughter. So, like, of course she's going to find some kind of humor in it. But, like, what else could she do in that certain situation and, like, the context that she walked into the situation in? Because it's going to, like, obviously it's going to be a different effect for different people. But, like, and I I would hope that maybe she finds some sort of um, pity in, in him because it's, like, he really believes all this. But deep down, like, I know that it's not real. But still, like, there's millions of people who were affected by it, and like, people, like, people, three million people died because of it. But that, that was like, that was really mean to just be like, oh, like, you, like, you don't gotta like wear those like silly hats or whatever. Like, you don't like the stupid mask or something. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. Is like, it was a hoax, but it really happened. Like, it, 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 it inflicted a real trauma. Right. It was not a real alien, but it was a real event. And like, that's kind of the insidious point of why Adrian did it is he meant to inflict this trauma on the world so that they would like come together in not only the trauma, but it's the the trauma from understanding that there's now an existential threat that the meaninglessness of the, of two sides going to nuke each other to the smithereens doesn't really matter when we know that there is a, an existential fear of something that's beyond our, our concept of uh of understanding and it's like it's kind of like we know like we know that we're in that there are different dimensions but this is the dimension that we're in and like you have to and we find will not some, live in fear yeah, and we'll yeah. not live in fear of the other dimension but it's like it's constantly in the back of your mind because you saw that other dimension come to this one you don't know what's going to like happen next kind of thing and i, I mean it's crazy that 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 is successful and solving world peace is to give like an an even bigger unsolvable problems so that the whole world has to figure it out together but like it's under the context of that she knows that it's not going to happen again i would think that laurie like has an idea that it's not going to happen again because she was there when it happened the first time it accomplished its goal why would they need to continually essentially like cause a psychic nuke to the the world over yeah. and over again and adrian when says he'll enough. keep doing little ones but that's like the squid falls that we see that don't like kill anybody it's right. just like a reminder exactly um which is important so i think that i still think she comes off kind of like uh, the worst in in tormenting this poor person who's clearly I, I think that's traumatized like- by it that's like a sympathetic way to look at like looking glasses experience of what, of what she's like putting him through. But Lori has been traumatized, not just by what you talked about last episode with her parents, but like seeing what Ozymandias did and feeling that she failed to stop it. And then like being part of the cover up and having to kind of like not be able to talk about it for all these years and knowing that she feels probably partially responsible for it happening. Like I'm sure that she's going through a, like not the same trauma, but she's also going through something. Yeah. I I don't think she's responsible, but I think she feels like she is. I I could get that point of view. I don't think she's responsible. for. It's hard because it's like they got there and he already pulled the trigger. Right. They just, they, they solved the case too late. Yeah. That's the only thing that they did wrong. 
So I, I I do think there's there's that aspect of it. Like so, but but Lori's actions all make sense in that regard. Like she she can't talk about it, so she has to make the joke out of it. That's why she be she she's leaning much more into her father. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it all makes sense. It all. That's tracks. why that's why she's Lori Blake. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the other thing is that not only did Vite plan the Squid Falls, he planned Redford becoming president. Oh easy i mean if you just donate a bunch of money and support yeah. someone like if he's the smartest and richest man in the world i'm sure he could get whoever he wants are we gonna president. we're gonna skip to that part oh okay. i was just saying because it, it kind of just fall if we're talking yeah. about the conspiracy part of it yeah so in the like the later towards the end of the episode joe we i mean we realized joe keen's part of them but any, but they want to sideline angela yeah, they wanted yeah. to sideline angela so whether, whether by killing her or getting her you know ta- arrested so basically. joe keen makes a deal with him Shows him the video of Vite explaining from 1984 or 1985 to future President Robert Redford in 1993 that this was all an elaborate hoax. And here's what we're going to do moving forward to, like, keep the country, like, to make America great again. Um, <laughs> but I really liked how it's paralleled um, Ozymandias from watching all the TVs yes. there and then all the TVs there as well. Um, pretty fucked up that he had the squid eye in the background. Yeah, I was too. gonna say that's definitely he's standing in front of the squid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how they made Jeremy Irons look a little bit younger in the video too. Like, I mean, he's still Jeremy Irons, which is great. Um, but they they made his hair a little bit blonder, had the the turtleneck going. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it very much. More Jeremy Jeremy Irons in the uh, in the show, please. Of course, we're gonna get it later on in the episode where he finally does escape. Yeah, well, briefly. Briefly. So he is in space. He's not on the moon moon. And he's he not is, on Mars either. He is not on, is he on Mars' someone, moon? Someone said it was Ju- one of Jupiter's moons. Okay. They said that the planet was Jupiter, so he's on one of Jupiter's So moons. he's 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 far away. Yeah. We still don't know how he is in the the area there because I don't think that has any oxygen, right? I think that at this point it's very obvious that Doctor Manhattan created this space. Damn, I really don't want it to be. Dr. I think it's, I think it has to be because they're talking about like how his, their god abandoned them and, and they did they say to god he? As a, they said he. Fuck. They did say he. I'm pissed now. And if Doctor Manhattan said he was going to go off and create life somewhere else, and we have these people talking about a god who abandoned them, and Doctor Manhattan is theoretically on Mars. Like it all, it all just adds up. Like he created this like extra dimensional pocket, like on the moon that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why he like disappears out of it and into space. You know what I mean? It's like this, this, this extra space. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I get you. So it's Dr. Manhattan imprisoning him. I think it has to be. And and the game warden is, I guess, like a, a, a life that he created that he put in charge when he left, maybe could be it might I've, i like your idea that it was another um what's his name phillips just, oh oh that's I, I don't think i thought of that but that's a possibility i thought it was i thought you said that before that it was just another phillips just like look different kind of because like you can only create two stuff but what's, i don't think it's one of the i don't think that the game warden is one of the pond babies someone, i think it's like another thing that dr manhattan created someone pointed out that phillips and crookshanks look very similar to like the original drawings of john osterman and um his first wife I forget her, her name. Oh, that's interesting. Like, if you kind of do a side-by-side, they're not exact. Like, obviously, they're not... It's not going to be exact to what it is, but they look vaguely familiar Well, that compl- makes there. complete sense. Like, obviously, in Judeo-Christian tradition, God created man in his own image. Right. So, if Dr. Manhattan made man in his own image, and then, like, mm-hmm. Adam's Eve was his ex, like, that all make tracks. Like, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Right, because that's where you, like... I guess, I mean, like, he's still, like, a man, 
even though he's a god but like he was a man he was a man so he still has like that sentimental value i guess and like even though he dropped the his damn picture on the moon or the on mars that asshole um so yeah that's interesting too he got pulled back in there the game warden didn't kill him right away too which is nice there was also the so he threw all the bodies out then he could (laughs) use the bodies to write a message but it said save me and then something it looked like it was a d that started the next word, but yeah, we don't see any of the other letters. I, yeah. Save me something, and I think that something starts with a D. I, I would like to know what it says. I, what um, Wait, what was, satellite what was, was it? Dr. Manhattan's name. Was it John? Dan? Oh, John Osterman? John Osterman. Okay, maybe it's... It could be like, save me Doc or something. I don't know. Like Doc Dan? Or, yeah, I was going to say D- Dan Dryberg. Dan? It could be, but like, I don't... Dan would be Dan would be like, well, yeah, we got to save him. Even now. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it before. Yeah, Dan, he's done it before. Dan has done a prison break before. Yeah. Maybe we'll see another one. That would be pretty fun if that's how I don't know get how, Dan into I, the show. I don't know how he would get into the Although, show. Although, if we're going to see Dan do a prison break, it'd make more sense for him to be breaking out of his own prison that he's in right now, Correct. presumably. We, we think that he's in jail. Yeah. It makes so, sense that he is. I wonder if he'll be in it at all. But, uh, yeah. so They that, could just be lying, you know. I, I'm glad to finally have some confirmation about what's going on with Adrian. Right. Like, we finally have, like, an idea of, like, okay, he's in space in prison by Dr. Manhattan. That seems like 99%. But I just don't know, like, I still don't understand. I, that's the thing. It's so weird to me that the, that he would do such a thing unless, because I think that he was tricked willingly to go there. I think it might have something still have to do with Lady True. I think it's all connected. I think that they're using, maybe they're, they, I don't know how, how it all fits together yet. Obviously, I'm going to have to keep watching the show to figure it out. But it seems like there's only, how many episodes are there? There's... Well, this was episode five, and there so are nine in the season. Four more episodes yeah. going, so I don't feel like we have a ton of time to get there. But maybe we do. Maybe I'm underestimating. I myself. feel like a missing piece could be like Doctor Manhattan agrees at the end of the original not to reveal the lie because he knows that that would mean all those people died for nothing. And he kills Rorschach to because he's going to right. Reveal so the lie. if he decides, okay. I can't trust Adrian Veidt because he did something like this in the first place, but I also don't want to reveal that he did this. Maybe I need to set someone else up to keep making the squid falls happen that I can trust more and know won't do another big thing like this. So maybe he had Lady True take over. Like maybe he, maybe Doctor Manhattan wanted Lady True to take over Adrian's business, so there was like some continuity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I. I I don't know. And because because Dr. Manhattan can be in the two places at once and can make himself look however he wants. And we know he's I been s- in Vietnam before. I still think that he has a um I still think that he could still be Cal in some way. It's be- still an interesting it's idea. Still a, I think it's cuz cuz he could be doing what he is doing or what he did and then also be in Tulsa doing something as Cal. I mean, I hope Cal plays in bigger to the story than what he's doing now because he kind of seems to be he's a pretty minor role minor right role but like seem he it, it, it was what else was he in he was in something else he was did. in aquaman recently yeah he was he was um uh, uh black manta black mantle black manta yeah in um in aquaman and he was in something else pretty big too but i, I can't remember so what. i feel like with a billing like that and creds like that he should play a bigger part than just be like the guy in the background I feel the same way so like so... i hope he's i hope he has more to do i want to see more of him um, and I, I think that just like the stuff that he's, that Laurie says about him, it's just, it's, it's such a big sign. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very on the nose this week that they're talking about hooded justice too. It's definitely will like we, it's gotta be, it, that's 
Yeah, and they're talking about how Hooded Just they, they're theorizing that Hooded Justice is Doctor Manhattan if Doctor Manhattan can time travel, which uh-huh. seems like that they're really fucking with us. Like they're really playing with us here. No, there's no way that Doctor Manhattan Doctor Manhattan can't time travel. That's the that's the thing. You, you think he experiences time the same way as everybody else? He just can just he see just it. can see it. He sees all all spans of time at the same time. So he sees what's in the future and he sees what's current, sees what's in the past, but they're all happening simultaneously for him. But it's not that he experiences them all at the same time. It's that he just sees what's happening. All I'm going to say is this is a universe where teleportation portals exist and Dr. Manhattan, like, can do nearly anything he wants. It doesn't seem like a huge leap to suggest that time travel could exist in this universe. I I feel like it needs some assistance but I don't think that's what's happening. I think that the nostalgia stuff is going to be interesting that it, you can like retain these memories. I like that there's a lot of stuff with like genes and what you can what genes happen and instill upon you, right? Because like we're learning about yeah, genetic trauma. The genetic trauma of like the guy talks about genetic trauma um earlier in the episode in the support group yeah how like he wasn't there on 11 so he was born like way after but he because his mom was there he like psychically feels linked to it um um also steven spielberg pale horse won all those oh oscars with the, that was amazing i started like cracking up when i realized that he made schindler instead of making schindler's list he made pale horse yeah because it, why wouldn't you like yeah it, it, it's uh, it's more traumatic than well hold on well, because the, I don't think the Holocaust happened, right? In this universe, didn't didn't the um? I think it probably did because it because I think things only started to change. You might be right. Yeah, I guess there were superheroes already in like the forties and well, everything. And no, Doctor Manhattan didn't come into the picture until the fifties. Yeah, he didn't come into the picture until the fifties. But there were superheroes before. Wait, I can't remember in the original if there's any references to the Holocaust or anything. No, I, I can't either. I have no idea whether or not the Holocaust happened in this timeline. Probably. I'd, yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Cool. It seems like history didn't get really different until Dr. Manhattan came into being, which, like, to me, which, obviously, like, some things were different if superheroes were around in the first place, even if But they, they weren't superheroes, power. superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, you know, they were costumed Avengers, whatever. Right. So it's, things were different, but if they weren't radically different, then it probably still happened. So... I. I think so. Yeah, I, I would bet it still did, but it's definitely unclear. But anyway, um... Doesn't really matter. It's just, it's, it's funny because it's like, um, they make a movie called Pale Horse and it's Schindler's List, but for, yeah. um, for, for Adrian. So he writes the save us or save me there. There, it's kind of a reference to the book, the famous like Rorschach line where they say like, they'll all shout, save us. And I'll whisper, no. Oh yeah. Right? I guess it could be. Yeah. So like he's asking, he's asking for someone to save him, but like nobody's going to come save him. Maybe. The game warden says no. Yeah, <laughs> the game warden says no. Yeah. <laughs> Another reference, but it does seem like a satellite did see the satellite the saw image, something. So yeah. maybe we'll get some. Also, the Joaquin when he before he plays the video and like gives him the um, ultimatum, he yeah. says, "I leave it entirely up in your hands," which is dope. Yeah. Um, flips that line. It's really good. Um, so the episode ends with Wade deciding to get Angela like detained. So that she won't get killed. Yeah. So he talks to her about the pills and like asks her like what what they're about, and she reveals that her grandfather 
gave them to her and that he says he killed Judd, but she covered it up. And he and he has her say it in front of the cactus that he knows Lori bugged. Right. That was so funny. She's like, I'm FBI. We bug everything. Yeah. Don't take it personally. <laughs> but then he goes home and he gets the package of the new um, EDS system because the, the, he broke his last one out of frustration because yeah. he overused it. And uh, he throws it away, but then he comes back and takes it out of the trash. Cause, like, but he, he left his not... hat in, in the in the car first. He was going to put it on. Yeah. And he, like, left it in there. Then he he had second thoughts, came back to the trash, and, and got it back. Which makes sense because, like, he would not have gotten over that trauma, like, that quickly. Like, mm-hmm. even though he knows it's, like, it was a, it was a hoax, like, it could still happen again. And, and he's scared that if it, like, it, it's, it still happened. Whoever right. orchestrated it. So it makes sense he'd still be scared of it. Um, and then the 7th Cavalry come by and uh, knock over the trash can and, and get out and cock their guns and walk it toward the house. And that's how the episode ends, baby. So do you think they're... Like, it would be surprising to me if they killed him after all that, unless unless they're the real 7th Cavalry and the people we were with earlier were, like, the fake 7th Cavalry, like I kind of posited earlier. I don't know. It could be they're all the same 7th Cavalry. Um... I think that he's dead. I'm happy really? to be wrong. I'm happy that he's just like got shot and he's like in a coma or whatever. But like, I think that they're they're just gonna kill him off. I I, I really hope not because I feel like there's like more with his character we could be exploring. But it's definitely a possibility. I think it's I think it's something that we could do. Like we could have more of his character, but. At the same time, he kind of met his conclusion. Like, he opens up and we see, like, what this guy is. And then he realizes that his entire worldview has been completely, like, was caused by something that didn't really mean what he thought it meant. Right? Like, he was, like, he seemed like a deeply religious person at first. At least, like... Maybe he was a tad brainwashed by, like, the missionary into, like, spreading this kind of, this good news about what what would come next. Good in... news tinged with a heavy amount of doom. Right. With, like, well, doom's coming, so might as well, like, be, a, like, at least say and outwardly, like, face in that public. And even if he didn't believe it deep down, like, at least, like, he, mentally he had that kind of, like, reservation where it's, like, publicly I will be, like, I will be okay in this afterlife that he believes in. Where he doesn't survive that doom that does happen for a different reason and then is psychically traumatized by what comes next. I think that you now seeing that and and you believe so heavily that this is something from another dimension, like, because he knows knows where the portal is from. Like, I mean, he, he sees like he's done all the conspiracy research for it, but he believes that there's... Like, he genuinely believes that that psychic squid came out of another dimension and, like, killed all those people for no reason or just because it's a psychic squid and it's – like, he's, he's bought into it because of, of what happened. But now that you realize that it's it's fake, essentially, like, it happened, but it didn't happen for the reason that you thought it happened for, I feel like that would completely 
turn your worldview inside out like yeah they definitely told like the story you tell mm-hmm. with this character but i feel like they did so much work to get him on their side this episode like they did, went to all the trouble to bring him in and like they showed him the real video they showed they they let him see the portal like joe keen said specifically like i'm not gonna kill you it seems like a lot of work just to get angela sidelined if they could just like kill them both <sighs> That's a good point. I feel like they did a lot of work to... It's like, whether... So that's why I think, like... Mm. it's It looks like they're coming to kill him in this... At the end of this episode. But that... So that's why I think maybe there's two different groups. You know what I mean? Like, maybe these people really are coming to kill him. They're just not the people we were with earlier. It's possible. I think that... I still think that they're the same group. I think that there's different... There might be the different factions. Like, right, right. Like Joe Keen alludes to where it's like, I'm gonna, like... He had to turn these racist people into something different. So there might be people who are like, again, smarter people. I'm going to use the quote, like smarter, like the, because they're trying to paint them as like, not as well educated, just kind of like brainwashed by. Yeah. At the end of the day, like they are still all like not good. Right. But, (laughs) but like they're, but there's more going on there. There, there's more going on than just like, we're going to be racist. Right. right? Or like, and we're going to kill cops. Like it's something bigger. And I think, like, we definitely saw the the video that these, that this group that we saw made references Rorschach's journal. Mm-hmm. So they definitely, like, they've been hinting to us that, like, like, they, you know, just based on the journal, they couldn't have known the whole conspiracy. But they've been hinting to us that these people are, like, carrying on the, the truth of that conspiracy, like, right. in, in a way. Like, and, and so they do know. They do know because of this video that Joe Keen was able to provide. I like that Wage um, cover for his job when he was, like, market research or whatever. Yeah. Um, What was the, the thing? They don't put sugar in the cereal. Uh, nobody wanted to go to New York, like, from before. What was the last one? Oh, it was, it a, was perfume. a perfume. Yeah. Mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we cut from the game warden saying, saying he, he will show him no, show Adrian no mercy. And it's like, here, mercy, yeah. the perfume. Yeah. He's like, I guess like his superpower is just like he can like tell when people are lying, but it's like, it's not, it's good if you're a cop. That's the only guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice skill to have, you know, it's, uh, I'd be, I'd like to be able to do that. Mm. Oh, I also love that Adrian, when he makes his video, he says, like, that he'll answer questions for the next few hours. It's like, that video was probably long as shit. Again, like- <laughs> app- appropriations committee. Why do they get this stuff? I don't know. I don't understand why they would show it to them. Yeah. It's also pretty interesting that they do show it to the appropriations committee if they, if more than the president is, and, like, the, if, like, everyone in Congress is, like, seeing this stuff. At least the Senate. At Maybe. least the Senate. Maybe it's like the Appropriations Committee needs to know because, like, then they won't push a ridiculous amount of money into actual, like, transdimensional protection like they might if they think they're actually under threat. Because of then it's a waste attack. of money. It's like, it's a waste yeah. of money. Like, we, you can, like, we can pretend that's where the money's going, but it's actually going to X. And, like, they need to know that. You know yeah. what I mean? That That's the only thing I can think of. It's, but it's like insane to me that there are senators who are just like yeah it seems like that would oh be yeah like our constituencies idea. our constituency like um i have people who are like were affected by it or or however or believe in it and um like i have to go back to them and just lie to their face but hey that's politics baby like i find it hard to believe that like there have been like i don't know how how long, how long it's supposed to have been like 30 years or something where like no one has revealed the secret despite like a, a, a number of senators seeing it it's like if the appropriations committee is seeing it defense probably is seeing it but here's like okay so this is why 
Metal Gear Solid 2 is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> no, listen. So Metal Gear Solid 2 deals with these themes of of information and basically like the information overload where if you put enough information out there, it doesn't really matter if it's true or not because you can put out this information in like small bits of truth or like distorted truth or even the whole truth. But because there's so much, there's no real context to create between what is really true and what isn't. So there could be like, a bunch of different contexts where yeah like these people see it they know what like the adrian truth is and we know because we read the, the watchman book but these people who live in this made-up society they might have like a bunch of different conspiracies they might actually believe it's real or they might say like yeah adrian white did it but it doesn't matter because nobody there's so much information out there that nobody can digest and understand the truth that and there's there's a there's a legitimate like scapegoat of the Institute for Transdimensional Studies or whatever it's called. Right. Like, was actually messing with portals at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like maybe Vite was funding them in order to have that excuse at the ready. But it's like, I mean, that's that's just as good a conspiracy as anything else, you know? So It's like, you know only so much that you can hinge on. And if you know this much and understand that this much is true, you can you can just kind of assume that the stuff that you don't know is also true, whether or not it's not true, because you have no way to confirm it. And there, there, even when he watches the video, because that kind of plays off of what happens when he goes back and takes it, how does he really know that it's not true? Or that, that like, the whole conspiracy is, like, that Vite actually pulled the trigger and did it? That's why he probably has to come go back out to the trash can and get his EDS so that he can feel at least that kind of security even though he just saw that it's not really going to happen he just took his hat off too at the end of the day like whether vite did it or was an actual alien wade has just as little control over the situation either Mm -hmm. way exactly it doesn't matter because it already happened 35 minutes ago yeah (laughs) yeah um i do think this was uh this this was probably the first episode might still be my favorite but this this has this is no, this was the a banner. Great episode. This was I a mean, great episode. It's like the first episode's great because it's like, look at this shit we're getting into. Yeah. But this episode is like, oh shit, we got into some shit right here. We finally got like <laughs> a, a little bit. We we got like a little bit of answers. We're delving further into the conspiracy. We're starting to like get a glimpse of the the full picture. Yeah, it was it was really really good. The character centric aspect of it mm-hmm. was re- was great. Again, like it felt like a leftovers episode that just happened to take place in the Watchmen universe. So that that's was, a show uh, I didn't watch, but okay. It's it's really good. It's the best show. It's the best show. That's my recommendation. Watch 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 the entirety of the leftovers in between this week's episode and next week's. Okay, <laughs> I'll get on that, buddy. All right. Any anything else? Uh, Not playing Death Stranding, but I am playing the new Pokemon. So shout out to the Pokemon. <laughs> that's all I got. Go Pokemon. Go Whoa, Pokemon. Who's your, who's, who's your starter? Who'd you pick? I picked the bunny. The bunny? The fire bunny? Fucking rolls. Nice. I already had seven badges. The game's been out for three oh, days. Damn. Got no life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter at StoryPolitics. And you can find Luke at Luke Hennigan. You know, that's my name. So, duh. Yeah, and you can follow our podcast at Pod on Twitter. Please subscribe, rate, like, Comment. share. Please share. Um, you're if you are talking about you know um, Thanksgiving's coming up. You've got another episode coming out before then. Uh, you could talk about us at your Thanksgiving meal with your grandma. Be like, hey, uh, grandma, I'm a fail son. 
you are my grandma. You listen to this podcast that my buddies made. They talk about this show that you call me every Sunday and are like, what's going on? And I mean, I think you're talking to my answering machine. It's not really me you're talking to because I never respond to you. But, you know. Or better yet, just just play one of these episodes during your Thanksgiving meal. You don't have to talk to each other. You can hear. Yeah. Other people talk. Just play us. Just play each like five, like 10, 15 second intro where we just say like buck for the first couple of words to <laughs> so just get it out of the way. Um, and then, yeah, you'll be fine. All right. That's it. It was a, a jam packed week. And I think, uh, you know, we're definitely ramping up. So it's I think we're going to have even more to talk about from the next four episodes. It's getting dicey, man. And I'm, I'm prepared for, you know, I, I haven't been spoiled. I don't watch the, the sneak peek of the next episode, but I think we're in for a hell of a no, trip. With you ain't Angela no sneaker here. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going on a trip, baby. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Later.